Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. He gives the honor. So had it not been, he would have come number two, Jesus Christ. But since the honor is divided, he goes to number three. So I'm asking, please account for it. Why should an American in America publish a book he wants to do business? And he's provoking his customers. You see, in business, we say that the customer is always right. You must appease your customers. If you want to do business, you must please your customers. You don't argue and debate with your customers. Otherwise, they won't come back. But this man is telling his customers that they are all wrong. And he is right. Muhammad number one, Jesus Christ number three. Now, if a Christian confirms what Allah has already told us in the Holy Quran, he says, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَزِيمٍ So most certainly thou Muhammad standest on the highest pinnacle of behavior. It makes us happy that a Christian in America, he goes to confirm what the Quran stated 1400 years ago. But the problem is, I said, account for it. We are asking the unbeliever, account for this. Why should he go out of his way and provoke his customers? So some cynic, cynic, you know, jokey fellows, subtributors, there is one James Gavin. He is described as a United States Lieutenant General retired. He says, there's an American in that article, he says, among leaders who made the greatest impact through the ages, I would consider Number one, guess who? Muhammad. Number one, Muhammad. And as a Christian, says number two, Jesus Christ. Do you blame him? But I said, account for that. Why should he put our Nabi Karim number one and his own God and Savior? Number two. Which Arab bribed him? I don't know. Then there is another contributor to those articles by the name of Jews Masterman. He is described as a United States psychoanalyst. And you know the psychoanalyst, the job is to analyze the minds of men. And when they find a genius, they're looking for lunacy in the man. Because we are told that the difference between a genius and a lunatic is a very thin veil dividing the two. You know, just a little over, you are a lunatic, and a little this side, you are a genius. So in every genius, they look for lunacy. That is the job of the psycho psychiatrist, psychoanalyst. And he is a professor of the Chicago University, professor of psychology. He says that before you confer greatness upon any leader or would-be leader, we must first find out what we are looking for in the man. You just don't say this guy or that guy or that guy. We want to know what we are looking for in the man. And he gives us three objective standards. Number one. He says that that person, whoever he is, number one, he must provide for the welfare of the leg. He's interested in your welfare, not in milking cows for himself, like Reverend Jim Jones. Reverend Jim Jones in Guyana. You know, he committed suicide with 910 of his followers. 911, 100% suicide. Not one guy was left alive. He made them to commit suicide because he was doing things wrong and he was being discovered. So he wanted to get rid of all evidence against him. And what better way than mass suicide? They call it the suicide cult. 100% they wipe themselves out. 
But in the meantime, it was discovered that this man, Reverend Jim Jones, had salted away in the banks of the world 15 million dollars in his own account. So those, his followers were his milking cows. He was using them, using them, and he was now being found out, discovered. Said so no. This leader, whoever he is, number one, he must provide for the welfare of the lead. He's interested in your welfare. Number two, he must provide a social organization in which people feel relatively secure. Like our community. When you visit, visit one another, you know, when you visit a Muslim brother, he invites you, he's eating, so come on, sit down to eat. If nothing, he said, right, look, have some coke, have a cup of tea, have some bhajiyas, have some samosas, have some kusistas. Innocent, innocent enjoyment. The other community says, look, what about a drink? Brandy? What? You know, you see these advertisements. It says, down a line and feel satisfied. You see that? Down a line means line beer, not that line that's in the bushes. That's too, too dangerous. Down a line and feel satisfied. The other guy says, big advertisements, huge placards. He said, don't be vague, say vague. <laughs> and you know, the French, they beat the lot, the Frenchmen. There was a huge hoarding advert in Durban. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. Let's welcome a Pais and Sagacious Ummah with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, and alhamdulillah, listen to the clip there by Sheikh Dida Fahimullah, really, you know, talking about Michael H. Hart, talking about James Gavin, a retired lieutenant in the U.S. Army, and also Jules Masserman, these being non-Muslims, acknowledging Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa giving him the acknowledgement. And, you know, in most cases, uh, two of them being uh, uh, Christians, acknowledging that uh, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa you know, in accordance of the Noble Quran, verily, O Muhammad, you stand on the highest pinnacle of behavior, your highest pin- uh, pinnacle of, uh, you know, humanity. That is our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Joining us on uh, pertinence uh, punctuated is our very own uh, Sheikh Atrey Baida, who is going to uh, perhaps give uh, his opinion uh, this evening. Sheikh Maida, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this uh, beautiful evening. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Brother Shafat, you know, alhamdulillah, this is quite a good evening, beautiful evening. And just listening to those beautiful words coming from Sheikh Didad, just reminds you of those old glory days, you know, where you could gather and uh, bring the Christians together and uh, call Muslims together. Just actually bring an, an analysis between the Quran and the book that they're following to say which one is the correct book to follow. You know, and he did it in a style where, you know, he did not ridicule anybody, but he did it in the way that, you know, the person who did not understand could understand. And at one point, he could throw a spade for a spade, you know. That's how it used to be. But alhamdulillah, hearing that voice just brings those memories. May Allah grant him Jannah, inshallah, and uh, his family make it easier for them, inshallah. And all those that stood up for this path of inviting towards the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, sir, Sheikh Maida, you make a valid point indeed. Uh, Sheikh, he that actually spoke the language, they call it at grassroots levels where everyone uh, understood him. But the point uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that clip makes is that uh, 
when uh, you and I as a Muslim talk about Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu or we talk to uh, non-Muslims about it and say, yeah, obviously you will talk like this because you are Muslims. Uh, you will, uh, uh, you know, venerate your pro- prophet. But yeah, the point uh, Sheikh D that made uh, when uh, the opposition camp, that is a Christian camp or the Jewish camp, when they acknowledge number, uh, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu uh, as number one, and they give their own Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, a rating of number three. In the case of Michael H. Hart, he, you know, he rated Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at number one, and his own Lord and Savior, Jesus, as number three. Talking about James Gavin, he did the same thing. You know, he, in his book, he rated, uh, rated Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as number one, and uh, Jesus as uh, number two. Then you look at uh, Jules Masserman, who is a psychoanalyst, and he used a criterion. And his criterion, he said uh, one of them was uh, uh, the leader or someone that uh, really wants to give uh, humanity uh, hope. He must provide for a welfare of the led. So he must have the, the, the concern of the community or the people that he's leading uh, at heart. He must uh, provide a social organization whereby everyone feels uh, relatively secure. Like in this country, we need, we got so, uh, most of us, so in, so much of insecurity, uh, so much of looting, so much of murder, so much of mayhem, or alcohol running free. You know, that alone even tells you there is a need for the teachings of Nabi, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh Maida, taking uh, these uh, scenarios or these uh, men into context, how do you react, uh, Sheikh Maida? You know, Shaf, you just actually uh, spoke the right uh, truth that's supposed to be given out to our Muslim brothers out of there. You know, it is our duty to introduce Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to our fellow uh, non-Muslim um, brothers and sisters in this country. As you said, you know, there's a lot of good examples, as uh, Sheikh Didat was quoting uh Muslim people that are talking about uh, the greatest Nabi Muhammad You know, he spoke about um, that psychoanalyst, you know, who actually analyzes people, says he's a psycho, he's a good person. And a person like that comes up and says, you know, the first and the best person to be voted, if you have to vote on mankind, the Prophet Muhammad should come on the first position. It tells you that these people did understand something about Islam. And uh, this is actually amazing, you know. There's more guys like, uh, again, uh, James McKenna, that's a European historian who wrote in his article, The Extraordinary Personality, with his extraordinary personality, Muhammad Sallallahu caused a revolution in the Arabian Peninsula and in the whole East. He destroyed idols with bare hands and established an eternal religion that calls for believing in the one almighty Allah SWT. It doesn't stop. Even, I mean, uh, and, uh, there's another French philosopher, his name is Khalifa, who wrote, Prophet Muhammad was the inspiring prophet and believer. No one can contest his high status. You know, the feeling of equality and fraternity founded by, by Muhammad among the Islamic bloc were applied in practice even on the Prophet himself. So, I mean, this tells you when Allah SWT says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ that we do not send you except to be uh, mercy for the entire universe. And another patient uh, place where Allah says, لَكَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا that you've been given a gift of a best role model in Nabi Muhammad Sallam, the man كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ for the one that actually knows what that one day we have to retain 
chain to Allah faith our day of payment that's on the day of Qiyamah you must remember when the journey so it tells you that people did understand the greatness in Nabi Muhammad unlike us Muslims where we take this for granted you know if you look at this uh, there's another one actually also wrote about Muhammad Sallam. You know, he's a great uh, Russian writer and uh, philosopher. His name is Tolstoy. You know, he says, I admire Islam and his teachings of asceticism, ethics, and mysticism. He was impressed by Nabi Muhammad Sallam's characteristics and wrote in his article, Who is Muhammad? He says, Muhammad is both a founder and a messenger. He was among the great men who saved the social framework profoundly. It suffices him that he guided a whole community to the light of truth and made it inclined towards peace and tranquility, pursue asceticism, and prevented it from shedding blood, you know, prevented from shedding blood and making human sacrifice, paving uh, the way for development and civilization. And this is a great deed that only a strong man can do, and a man like him is worthy of respect and admiration. Absolutely, mashallah. I like the way you're resonating this evening. And yes, we are making the point. You know, the seer of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi that makes any terrible impression on them. And perhaps, you know, one of the best on that, you know, as Sheikh Maiza, you know, I, I used to conduct a lot of uh, con- comparative religion classes and had many students around the world. And uh, I, used to, I used to like this the most uh, when I used to quote uh, Lama Tain, you know, in the history book, the uh, Histori de la Torre. Uh, I hope my French is right. That it was written in uh, Paris in 1854. And he says, uh, this is what Lama Tine says, or Lama Tine. He says, if greatness of purpose, smallness of means, and astounding uh, results are the three criteria of human genius, who could dare to compare any great man in modern history with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Lama Tine ends uh, his lengthy uh, segment to Sheikh Maida of his uh, literally masterpiece with these words, philosopher, orator, apostle, legislator, warrior, conqueror of ideas, restorer of rational beliefs of a cult without images, the founder of 20 terrestrial empires and one spiritual empire. That is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. As regards all the standards by which human greatness may be measured, we may well ask, is there any man greater than he. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lamartine. That was in 1854, and the question is still there. Is there any man greater than he? Greater than who? Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Unfortunately, Sheikh Maida, in this millennium, we are so busy fighting each other. We're fighting each other on the, even uh, the different types of functions we have, but we don't embrace, we don't celebrate our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu message and take it to all and sundry because they're too busy fighting each other and, you know, uh, not taking the message forward. It really is heartbreaking here, Sheikh Maida. 
You know, Shaf, it's actually amazing. You know, you just quoted about Lama Tain, you know. You look at him, I mean, he quotes further about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says the steadfastness of Muhammad for 13 consecutive years, during which he prayed, uh, he prayed and preached his message among his enemies in the heart of Mecca and its environs and among his people. His chivalry, courage, and patience in defying the furies of idolatry, infidels, and his zero in spreading his message, the world he found with an eco forces, his ambition, which was entirely devoted to promoting the world of truth and establishing the truth dogma, and in no way striving for an empire. All this evidence is that Nabi Muhammad was backed by an unshaken faith and a true dogma to free humanity from oppression and ignominy, this conviction which engulfed his soul was the source of his strength in revitalizing a great idea that destroyed false gods and introduced a new way of thought with regards to people's circumstances and affairs. He is the conqueror of ideas, the pioneer of reason, promoter of liberating beliefs, and the founder of religion without images. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, you look at this, and we, as you just said earlier, I mean, said a Muslim, actually, this is what? He's giving it on. I mean, this is what? Even as Muslims, we don't even know, we don't want to ponder to understand and learn about. You know, you look at this, I'll give you another good example. Why do you think the West are more prosper, uh, prosperous when it comes to economy than we have in other parts of the world? It's not because they're masters or they're good at the way they do, but it's because all the business practices and ethics that they use is based on the teaching of Nabi Muhammad They chose the best from the business and they use that. And that's why they become successful. Absolutely, Sheikh Maida, and I like, uh, you know, you adding on to that. And, you know, many other things have said, you know, this was in the book. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting from books that were written, uh, Sheikh Maida, in 1935. And uh, a Hindu scholar, Diwan Chandna Sharma, uh, in The Prophet of the East, uh, you know, he said, uh, Muhammad, sallallahu was the soul of kindness, and his influence was felt and never forgotten by those around him. Even the Sahabas, anhum, you know, all loved him. They were prepared to sacrifice everything and all for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu And this was the observation made. And another one that was written by John Draper, once again in 1875, he says, four years after the death of Justinian, A.D. 569, was born at Makkah in Arabia, the man of all men exercised the greatest influence upon the human race, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Well, they wouldn't acknowledge, they wouldn't say the prophet, but they called him the man, but they did acknowledge his uh, powerfulness and his message was so powerful. And one more before I get you to uh, uh, comment, uh, Sheikh Maida, Reverend Bordley in 1946 said in his book, The Messenger, I doubt whether any man whose external conditions change so much ever change himself less to meet them. And this is Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And finally, I think George Bernitschow said that I, I love this line, Sheikh Maida. I actually did this when I was in grade eight, many years ago, I did this as, as, a, as, a, as a speech and I quoted this line. I studied him, the wonderful man. And in my opinion, far from being an antichrist, he must be called the savior of humanity. Beautiful, beautiful lines. I'll read it again, Sheikh Maida. George Bernard Shaw, 1936, he said this, I've studied him. 
that is, he studied Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the wonderful man, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And in my opinion, far from being an antichrist, he, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, will be called the savior of humanity. Those are magical words. Those are lines that can be used now because they also, when they talk about antichrist, they're pointing at Muslims. They're pointing at Muslims. We are not the antichrist. Actually, we have the savior that can give humanity the peace that it so desperately needs now. Sheikh Maida, your comments? You know, my comment would be on uh, what another French philosopher wrote, that is Walter. He says, all the practices introduced by Muhammad conquered the spirit and refined it. Their beauty brought deep admiration and respect to the Mohammedan religion. For this reason, many of the world's nations embraced Islam, even the people of Central Africa, and the inhabitants of the Indian Pacific Islands. You know, I mean, uh, acknowledging us, that you know what, uh, we actually got the right message from Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu And actually, this is like a, a message of purity. I mean, whosoever grabbed this message and took it to heart and practiced upon it, really will never go astray or has never been astray. You must remember I did mention that I'm leaving two things with you. My way of life, that is supported by the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we hold fast to them, nobody goes astray. So definitely we are blessed and a blessed nation plus as Muslims. So let's actually uh, claim our ownership of being uh, the best of the best. As Allah said, we are the best ummah and let's not run ourselves down. Let's stand and actually maintain that is that and that position that Allah has given us. Absolutely brilliant, uh, Sheikh Maida. I tell you, it was a powerful uh, uh, half an hour that I spent with you this uh, evening. Even uh, Tobela is giving the thumbs up and, uh, mashallah, all the information that comes through. And it comes through, you know, to empower us uh, so that we can take the message forth and, you know, even quote uh, what Orientalists said at that time. You know, they all were focusing on Islam. They were focusing on Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Alhamdulillah, I'm glad uh, that uh, you were here this evening to share some thoughts of yours also. Perhaps your parting words before I let you go, Sheikh Ma'ida. But the parting words would be, you know, uh, we should be proud of ourselves as Muslims. You know, look at how people are writing about Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they're not Muslims. Really, this gives us a deep thought of mind to say, let's go back ourselves and study and understand his name. That Allah did send to us to guide us, take us out of darkness into light. And definitely if we hold on uh, fast into his teachings, we will never go astray. May Allah, you know, reward us Jannah for being uh, under, the, uh, under the leadership of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Jazakallah khair for that, uh, Sheikh Maida. You go well. Inshallah, talk to you next week uh, this time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, it's uh, time for us to go for our break. When you get back, uh, Maulana Salim Karima will be joining us. And inshallah, hopefully, you'll be highlighting uh, one of the, you know, stalwarts in uh, the House of Islam in uh, South Africa, one of the alims uh, that uh, had made parda from the dunya, uh, Maulana Abdul Qadir uh, Raymullah. So, inshallah, stay tuned. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, let's go do some shopping.